What's good, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Baller Nation. This is the Off the Dome podcast. I'm your host, Yam Peron. On today's episode, I'm going to be discussing and looking into my tiers of NBA championship contenders. Really going to be going over just the top three tiers because teams like Phoenix and San Antonio, though they are technically still capable of winning an NBA championship, um, they're not going to. Uh, so yeah, there's really no point. I, I guess I'm pretty much just doing the top three tiers, and then everyone that I don't mention is just in the tier of they have no, they they're, they're hopeless. That's 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 the last tier. Anyway, let's jump. Let's get right into it. Look at Curry, man. L-S-T-E-R. Yeah, I just took a mean-ass shit in Chipotle. Before I jump right into it, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in, for listening. The world is a fucking crazy place right now, and I'd like this podcast to be a place where y'all can get away from reality in a way. Um, and that might sound a little bit insensitive, but I mean it coming from a good place. I understand all the terrible shit that's going on in the world right now, but I think that all basketball fans out there, we need to take a break from, we need to take a break from seeing terrible shit happen. All right. But without forgetting about the terrible shit that is happening. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's get right into this episode. I'll start off with the, with, with uh, my top tier first and foremost. I've got three teams right now, and I'm going to call these this tier. Um, well, really, I think these are the only three teams that have a chance at a championship. These three teams, for me, are the only teams that I see that I can see lifting the Larry O'Brien trophy in October this year. That sounds crazy to say they're going to be lifting it in October. Um, normally that's when they get their rings or is in October um, or November, whatever. But yeah, the top tier, these are the biggest contenders. Um, the A tier, the best of the fucking best. Y'all should know these three teams. I really shouldn't have to be uh, telling y'all. Y'all probably already do know these three teams. The Milwaukee Bucks, the Los Angeles Clippers, and the Los Angeles Lakers. Of course, they have the three best players in the NBA. I think right now, of course, with Kevin Durant being injured and officially saying that he's not going to be returning this season. And Stephen Curry being injured as well, and he's out of the playoffs. Um, but right now, the, the, the without a doubt, the three best players that are still in the NBA playoff race and the hunt for the Larry O'Brien trophy are on the Lakers, Bucks, and Clippers, those players being LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Those three teams right there, those are the teams. Those are the big teams, the big-time teams. Um, those are the teams where all the money's going. Everyone's betting on those three teams, and for good reason. When you've got the three best players, you know, when you've got the superstars, superstar, all right, the real big-time superstars when you've got those players you're going to win an Emmy championship not only when you have those players but you have a supporting cast around them and you got a great team built around them you know in the Bucks case they might not have the 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 other star power that the Lakers in and 
uh, Clippers might have, but the Bucks have a perfectly built system built around Giannis Antetokounmpo. That system pretty much being surround Giannis with knockdown fucking three-point shooters and absolute dogs who can play defense, and you're good to fucking go. Because you look at the way the Bucks are built, I mean, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he drives, he's drawn two or three guys every single time. You know, at times he's got all five guys focused on him when he's driving to the hole and for good reason because he can't fucking stop the man but the minute you start double and triple teaming on Giannis Antetokounmpo you're leaving guys like Splash Mountain Brooke Lopez open you're leaving guys like, like Chris Middleton open uh, or Sonny Lissova open you know I can go on and on and also the the Bucks have a guy that I think is going to really emerge in these playoffs um and that's his, that's uh, Dante DiVincenzo um, coming out of Villanova. Dante DiVincenzo, he's in his second year, I do believe. We all really, he, he was put on the map in the 2018 National Championship game. Um, Villanova versus, I think, Michigan it was, where he dropped like 30 points or 31 points. And that's when, that's when I really, that's when he really caught my eye. And Dante, he, he, he's come on a lot this season. I think next year he's, he'll be a good candidate to win the most improved player in the NBA award. Um, but look out for Dante DiVincenzo in these playoffs. So that's the Bucks, and of course the other Clippers and the Lakers. But we already know what's up with them. It's 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 LeBron, it's Kawhi, and then it's that second guy right away. It's Anthony Davis and it's Paul George, and then they again have a great rest of the the, the rest of their starting lineup is just as good as everyone else. You know, is just as good as every other starting lineup in the NBA, if not better. You know, for the, in the Clippers' case, you look at guys like uh, Zubaj coming in there, Patrick Beverly coming in there, and the shooting guard it, it can be more, and the other guy can be Shamit. I, I, I often see starting Morris, maybe more now. So um, I'm definitely missing out a name or two. Um, and for the Lakers as well, I mean, you, you, they got a great starting lap. And, and the Lakers' backcourt, I think, will be their secret weapon this year. Rajon Rondo and Dan and Green are no stranger to the big moment. And I think in the playoffs, there are two players who are known to be big-time players. Of course, the whole playoff Rondo um, expression is an expression for good reason. Rajon Rondo in the playoffs is a fucking problem. And Danny Green, well, he's been to three NBA finals. He's won two of them. And the one finals that he didn't win, he was too busy um, setting the all-time record for most three-pointers made in the finals series in 2013. I think that's been broken, though. I can only imagine it's been broken by probably Steph Curry or Clay Thompson. I actually don't know. I Shit, I should know, but I don't at all. For all of maybe it's not broken at all. I don't know. But anyway, those are the big three teams right there. I think that comes to no one's surprise. The Lakers, the Bucks, the Clippers, those three teams are the those are the teams to beat and i think we can all agree on that the the second tier are i've only got you know what no i'm gonna put three teams in this tier going into this i thought i was i I thought i was only gonna put two tier uh, two teams in this but i think i'm gonna put three teams in this tier And, and this tier is they honestly they're just outside and they're maybe a year or two away or really i just can't see them winning in the next few years or you know what no they're they're maybe about a year or two away all right and those are the those two teams are the toronto raptors the boston celtics and the denver nuggets out west okay now those three teams right there do can i see the denver nuggets going in and taking down a los angeles team in the playoffs i can't i can see them taking taking the Lakers or Clippers maybe maybe six games. I could see that happening. I, I, I honestly can't see the Lakers or Clippers, you know, easily brushing past the Denver Nuggets by, by any means. There's just, there's just no way that team's too, too talented. Uh, there's too many good players on, on, on that team. But I think that the Nuggets last year, um, I thought 
they kind of got exposed a bit in the playoffs. Of course, going up against that weak Spurs team in the first round, then the Portland Trail Blazers, who, let's be real, had no business being in the third round. <laughs> they had no business being in the Western Conference Finals last year. Um, the, the, the Denver Nuggets did barely, or they barely beat the Spurs, but they did eventually lose to the Portland Trail Blazers. Um, last year i think denver they'll be a bit better reports are coming out that Jokic now has a six-pack um if that's if that's true then well i guess we're all fucked aren't we you know what i mean if Jokic comes out and he's got that and he's got that you know Kawhi leonard body on him next year i think we're all screwed and i think the never nuggets might just go out there and fuck around and win an NBA championship or two because Nikola Jokic with with, with six-pack abs and, and and massive biceps i mean that that's that's a scary thought that i don't i just don't think the rest of the nba is ready for there's just no way that we're ready for Nikola Jokic just to to be well athletic as shit i don't i just don't think we're ready for that um and out east the Celtics and the Toronto Raptors these two teams I could I could see I could genuinely see them not only taking the Bucks six or seven games but they could get lucky and even get to the NBA finals I really do believe that you know if they get lucky and again they're gonna have to get a bit lucky because I think the Bucks are easily i think their bucks are easily the bucks are easily better than these two teams um celtics and raptors but that being said boston and toronto are two very good defensive teams and two very good teams that have that their best player has really yet to reach his full potential in jason tatum and uh, pascal siakam pascal siakam last year in the playoffs he was probably the most inconsistent star I've ever seen probably the most inconsistent player I've ever seen play in the playoffs straight up I mean that guy would go out game one drop like 30 points and then just be trash for five straight games and then like show up the next round game two or whatever drop 35 points you know he was that kind of player and every single time he would drop the lane I was scared that he'd turn the ball over but this year he's improved a lot from last year and I think if there's ever going to be a year where someone wins back-to-back most improved players it's going to be this year because what Pascal Siakam has been able to do um this year is spectacular he's a borderline top 15 um player in the NBA right now you can you can make him you can make that argument that he is a top 15 player in the NBA right now um and Pascal Siakam's really impressed me and, and and as for Jason Tatum these playoffs and not only the playoffs with eight games leading up to the playoffs i think jason tatum will emerge as a true top 10 player in the nba i don't want to say true superstar just yet because to be a true superstar you got to be for me at least i don't like to throw the term superstar around a lot like anthony davis for me and paul george they're not even I wouldn't even consider them superstars. I consider guys like Kevin Durant, you know, the James Hardens of the world, the Steph Currys, the Giannis, the Kawhis, the LeBrons. Those are those are my six superstars. Anthony Davis, of course, he's fringe. He might just be there. Guys like Jokic and Paul George as well. But but back to Jason Tatum. I don't think Jason Tatum's going to quite get to that level, but I do believe he will emerge as a top 10 player in the NBA without a doubt. We've seen this happen before where players, they'll have one good playoff run and all of a sudden we can all look around at each other and say, you know what, that player deserves to be given a lot more credit. And Jason Tatum will be that player, I think, in the 2020 NBA playoffs for the Boston Celtics. Anyway, that's the second tier of, of, of championship contenders that I see there. Um, 
the Boston Celtics, the Toronto Raptors, and of course the uh, Denver Nuggets of West, leading to the third tier. Now this tier, I don't really know what to call them. I can't really picture any of these teams making it to the conference finals, to be honest with you. And, and these are teams like the OKC Thunder, the Utah Jazz, and 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 and, and out east, it's teams like the Miami Heat and the Philadelphia 76ers. Those four teams right there, Miami, Philadelphia, Utah, and OKC. Out East is funny because I guess no. I mean, three of the four teams have really overachieved in my eyes this season. I, you know, two two of the four teams have really overachieved in my eyes in, in this season. And that's the Miami Heat and the OKC Thunder. Those two teams have really what the fuck like they were OKC was not supposed to be in this situation they weren't even supposed to be close to the playoffs let alone competing for a home court advantage in the playoffs um they're only a few games behind the the holy shit like <laughs> they're they're a game behind the Utah Jazz for the four seed um in the Western Conference right now the OKC Thunder I, I could see them winning one round one one round and that I really hope OKC and, and uh if OKC and Utah play in the in the first round, that'd be a very exciting playoff series to watch. We'd see J- uh, Donovan Mitchell and, and CP3 go head to head. That'd be very exciting. And out east, of course, Miami Heat have really they they've shocked everyone. I think because their young core and what Bam Adebayo has been able to do, and of course what Tyler Hero has been able to do, and a number of other guys, Jimmy Butler, of course, leading that team. What they've been able to do is spectacular. And I think the the guy I just mentioned there, Jimmy Butler, we're not talking about Jimmy Butler enough. He's always been one of those guys who, at least recently, where you don't really, he's not really a top 10 player, but but you can't rank him out of your top 15. He's right between 10 and 15. You know, most people like to slot him in right around 12, 13, 14 kind of spot. But Jimmy Butler in the playoffs, he's a killer. He's a different animal. He's got more. He's, he, he's one of those guys that I want on my team in the playoffs. He's not soft, and he can go out there. He can give you a bucket. He's as clutch as they come. Um, and, and, in the, and in the playoffs, he'll he'll turn up for a game or two. And I remember the 76ers versus the Toronto Raptors. It was Jimmy Butler a lot of the times in that series that was keeping the, the 76ers in that series. And he was coming up with big buckets for the Philadelphia 76ers. People don't remember the Toronto Raptors, the reason why they were set up in the situation they were set up in for Kawhi Leonard to hit, the, to hit that shot was because Jimmy Butler hit a clutch layup with two seconds left in the fourth quarter to tie the ball game. Like Toronto would have gone would have gone on a one, but uh, Jimmy Butler went down there and he scored a very tough layup, very clutch layup as well. Uh, he, he's a clutch player, big time player. We all know that, and, and I think that's why Miami might have a chance to win a playoff round. Um, I can't see them more winning more than two though. They are a very good defensive team. And the Philadelphia 76ers, they were my pick before the season started to come out of the Eastern Conference. I'm not going to lie. Philadelphia, Philadelphia, for me, before the season started, I thought that they would go on and uh, and represent the Eastern Conference in the, in the NBA Finals. That really I can't see happening at all. Um, that being said, they've got a lot of talent. And talent in the playoff wins. You know, you need you need the talent in the playoffs. And they've got that. They've got guys like Ben Simmons. they got, got guys like Joel Embiid, uh, Tobias Harris. I, and, and as for the whole situation where people are saying that, you know, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid just aren't going to work together, I really think that they give them two more years at least because they're two of the great young players in the NBA right now playing on the same team. I think if you surround them with the correct pieces, because right now Philadelphia they don't got the three point shooting that they that they should have, or that if they did have they would be much better. You know, trading away guys like Robert Covington. Um, sorry, 
not Robin Coffey, uh, trading with guys like Dario Saric when they traded him away. And I guess Robert Covington too. Uh, but these three-point shooters, uh, well, well, Landry Shaman as well was on the team uh, last year. They and JJ Redick as well. The the 76ers need the three-point shooting to surround Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid with. Yeah, I think if Philadelphia can get that, they can they can push for the Eastern Conference Championship in years to come. But but this year, I don't think that they have a chance. And that that's that's really the fourth tier right there. The fourth tier, the the Heat, the 76ers, out east and out west would be the would be the Jazz and the OKC Thunder teams that really I can't see making the Western Conference Finals or the Eastern Conference Finals. I just can't see that. Could they? I think they both. Any four of those teams I, I could see in the second round of the playoffs just because they've got the talent. Um, but anything beyond that, no. That, that's going to that's gonna be a no for me. And finally, uh, the four tier that I'm going to be talking about right now, these are teams um, like Portland, like the Dallas Mavericks out west. All right. And, and out east, I, I'd put the Indiana Pacers and not even the Brooklyn Nets. The uh, Maybe if... Kyrie Irving was at least playing, but he's not even going to be playing this year. Um, so yeah, uh, Indiana, oh, uh, Indiana, Dallas, and Portland. Those three teams right there are going to be tough outs in the first round. That that's what I that that's the tier that I put them in there. The reason I didn't put um, the Memphis Grizzlies in there, or the Pelicans, or the Kings in there, or 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 out east the Nets or the Magic in there is because I don't think they'll be tough outs. I mean those those teams that I just mentioned they'll be easily beaten in the first round but dallas but portland um but indiana i can't see them it's going to be a six seven game series for sure uh right now as it stands the indiana would go up against the miami heat in the first round in that situation i could even see the indiana pacers despite then i could i I really could see the indiana pacers winning that series of course if victor oladipo depending on how, how victor oladipo plays um and of course the Portland Trailblazers chasing the Memphis Grizzlies for that eighth spot right now in the Western Conference and the Dallas Mavericks comfortably in the seventh seed. But they they could move up to the really between the three. Holy shit, the Western Conference is actually really close. I'm actually just looking at the standings right now on my phone and god damn it's close. You know, Dallas could very easily move up to the top four spot in the in the in the um in the Western Conference, but I I can't see them winning around I honestly can't. There's not a, not enough experience, not enough playoff experience, which I think is very valuable and not something that we look at enough when we're talking about teams that are successful in the playoffs. Oftentimes, you got to go through that year or two of failing in the playoffs, and that's why I like the Utah Jazz going forward. That's why I think Donovan Mitchell's career has gotten off to a really good start, and that's why I think Donovan Mitchell will be a, a very good player in years to come and will lead a team or two to an NBA championship throughout his career because look at the, the way that the first two years of his, of his career has gone. He's made good team. He, he's gone to the NBA playoffs, and he would go up against the Houston Rockets, and it'd be, it'd be close series close games at least um and tough series though all right and that's why i think that they'll be that they'll that donald mitchell will be successful in years to come um but you look at the teams that i've just mentioned teams like dallas especially um they just haven't had that experience yet at portland trailblazers they're just not good enough that's why i have them as a tough out when you do have damian Lillard, when you got cj mccullum and got nurkic guys like that they're always going to be a tough out no matter who they play. I just can't see them winning around because they would be in that eight seed, maybe the sevens. Yeah, I'd really say the highest they can go is eight, and they'd be going up against the other Lakers. Um, and they get, well, they're not going to win that series, but I think they can take it five or six games. 
And finally, like I mentioned, if, if, I, if I haven't said your team yet, that means that they are, for me in my eyes, well, they've got no hope. If they get to the playoffs, they're getting absolutely clapped in the first round. Um, the Washington Wizards are interesting, though, because depending on how John Wall returns, I think the Wizards could steal a game or two away from the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round of the playoffs. But that's a big if, and that's if John Wall returns to being the John Wall of old that we loved in 2015 and 16 and 17 um, and even 2018. If John Wall can return to being that guy, well, then I think the Milwaukee Bucks are in for a bit longer series. That being said, I can't see it going much longer than maybe six games, maybe, not even. Um, No, I can't see it going more than five games, honestly. So if I've mentioned your team yet, that means that I give them no chance. It's, it's a four. It's a, it's a sweep if they make the playoffs, four or five games. Um, that being uh, unless unless your team is the Houston Rockets. All right, now a lot of y'all would be would be thinking why why would why didn't I put Houston in the second tier with, with teams like Denver, teams like Toronto, and teams like Boston? I'll tell you why. The Houston Rockets for me are the wild card right now in the NBA playoffs. They're the wild card, I think, in a lot of people's eyes. We all know James Harden's history in the playoffs. We all know Russell Westbrook's history in the playoffs. It's not a good one. And when we think of Russell Westbrook and we think of James Harden, we always think great players, great players, but have always come up short in the playoffs. However, this year I think is a bit different. This year is something about Houston that I can't explain. Uh, I get that they're not as good as they were in 2018. I understand that and understand and I think we all understand that if Houston was able to get to the NBA Finals in 2018 we would be living in a world where James Harden had an NBA championship ring we really would be because that Cavaliers team in 2018 was not good like I'm not like like LeBron James was fantastic but the Cavs team around him was not good at all like they weren't even remotely close to being good um but we all know what happened 20, 27 straight mysteries later and we're sitting in the world where once where you know Houston Rockets have Russell Westbrook and James Harden together on the team together the Houston Rockets are the team for me that I give the best chance of beating a Los Angeles team I genuinely believe that Houston has a very good chance at taking down either the Lakers or the Clippers either one of them there's just something about it we've seen the Rockets giving We've seen the Rockets already beating both those teams already this season, the regular season. Of course, regular season playoffs are two completely different things, especially when you're looking at teams like the Houston Rockets, who are always great in the regular season, but the playoffs are just different for them, which is unfortunate. Um, But the Rockets this year, they're that team that I could see. I'm going to sound crazy here, but I could genuinely see this team going out and winning an NBA championship. I really could. If if, If shit goes their way, if they got a few lucky bounces, if James Harden catches fire in the right games and Russell Westbrook is, is, is working with James Harden, I could see this team going out and, and beating a Los Angeles team in the second round of the playoffs. And shit, why not beat them again in the third round? That being said, they're also a team that I could see flaming out in four. I honestly could see this team flaming on four. Any of the any of the the, the the teams that I mentioned in tier four or tier three, I could see beating the Houston Rockets in the playoffs. I I really could genuinely see the Portland or the the, the Portland Rockets versus Houston. But I could see uh, I could see the Dallas Mavericks going into Houston 
and and getting them and getting rid of them in six games. I can see that happening. At the same time, I can see Houston Rockets going in there, just fucking. I don't think Houston is going to win any easy series. They're that team that I think they're going to grind out every single series they're in. Six, seven games, six, seven games, six, seven games, all the way to the NBA championship. Um, but Houston, they're, 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 like I said, they're that wild card. They really are. It sounds crazy to say, but James Harden, I think this year is a bit different. James Harden minus Instagram. Of course, he did delete Instagram. Um, He's taken the Kawhi Leonard road to success, and we all know how that worked out for Kawhi Leonard. But James Harden this year, I think, is going to be a different type of baller. He's going to be a different type of player. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, th- th- those are more; those are my four tiers of NBA contenders this season, plus my wild card, the Houston Rockets. I'm serious about the Houston Rockets. I'm big on the Houston Rockets. At the same time, I do understand their, the history of the Houston Rockets being, well, coming up way short in the playoffs. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in to the Off the Dome podcast. This summer, I'm good. once the NBA season comes back, I'm going to have some of my friends on the podcast turn it into a video form. At least that's kind of the plan right now. Some of my childhood friends who we've been talking about basketball for, you know, together at school, you know, at lunchtime or during class. We've been we've been all we we've been having our own fucking first take, undisputed discussions since we were, you know. You know, middle school, really. Let I me. Mean, we, we've been doing it our entire lives, and I think that y'all really will enjoy this. We'll enjoy the summer right now. It's just uh, me and two other guys, but we might get some more people in it, uh, depending on how successful it is, and depending on how fun it is, really, because we're excited um, for the NBA season to be back. July thirty first gonna be a big day, big day. The season's coming back, and of course, it'll be ending in October, which is crazy. Crazy times living in, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for tuning into this episode. I've been Yam Haran, Baller Nation, Off the Dome. Peace out.